Okay, Austin, I've really been meaning to talk to you about this. We have to start doing cold open content that isn't about dicks and poop. And you know what I mean? Like, I just don't really feel it. I just don't really feel like it's approachable right at the top. Austin's in a rut. And we... This is you know, so. This is really you're strange. Drag, you're 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 dragging your feet as a host. You're bringing <laughs> nothing but potty humor to the table. <laughs> See, this is really strange because we're just talking right now. We're not. We're just having locker room talk as boys. Like we're not. This isn't pre-show content necessarily. You, you wouldn't dare air this, would you? You're the one who edits the show. You're the one who combs through our discussions and picks out the savoriest morsels. So. Yeah. I yeah. don't really think I can be faulted here. You wouldn't betray the locker room br- fraternity, would you? The sacred code <laughs> of boy talk between no. boys only. Look, is it my fault if the only time that we're animated, I comb through and it's like, uh, yeah, did you get the did you get the synopsis? Yeah, yeah, no, I got that. Oh god, I'm having a really tough time. I, you heard about poop and dicks though. <laughs> Is my dick funny if it wears a clown hat? You wouldn't believe what happened to me. I pooped right on my dick today. <laughs> <laughs> Long ago in a distant land For who your turks That chicken was dry Lay out the pork beef Bobby Truck Slam your eyeballs against this I'm the buff master and you have to listen to me Good morning everybody Welcome to Saturday Morning Tuesdays I'm Austin I'm Rory I'm Andy. This is the adult podcast about children's cartoons. And listen up, everybody. We are live here at the manger. We are super excited. It's December. We are sitting here. We are sitting here all month uh, waiting for the birth of Jesus. Uh, Really stoked uh, here for uh, just Christmas all month. Uh, Standing by. Uh, we'll let you know if we have any reports, but so far, you know, the manger is silent. All is calm. Is it all my is cue bright. yet? Oh, is it my nice. cue? I'm the baby <laughs> no, uh, Jesus, and when do I come out? When do I come out? Is it is it time yet? Let I'm playing yeah. Jesus. And it's Did not time yet. Somebody say Tony Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I'm here. I'm I, here. Oh missed. shit! It's not time. It's not time. It's not <laughs> no, time. you got to go back for a couple weeks, I think. Okay, I gotta bake a little bit longer. It's three more what weeks of you, Christmas. What are you <laughs> inside <laughs> exactly right now, baby Andy? <laughs> yeah, you're the yeah. Have I you think seen? it's up to the reader's wonderful imagination, <laughs> the listener's imagination, <laughs> uh, whomever's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we are. Honestly, just so stoked to be celebrating that that big man, uh, the birth of Christ. Uh, <laughs> for three weeks? For four for, weeks? Yeah, for as long as possible, because uh, DJ we Creeper did, this is in our the house. This is our second week of our Advent calendar special, where it is an excuse to go back to some really just comfort shows that we have watched already maybe very yeah. briefly um and kind of thought hmm, i want to see more of that that seems fun yeah <laughs> and like, actually i i noticed something today uh what's that? this is this is interesting uh we did not plan it this way but the two shows that rory picked which if you recall last week were oh I, I said if you'll recall but then i can't recall them what were they 
It was Galaxy oh, Rangers. Did, yes, yes. Uh, Galaxy Rangers and shit. Oh Ninja my God, Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So those two we watched in 2018. Uh, Ra- Austin has picked two shows that I won't name yet. For the you know, we got to pull them out of the advent calendar. Uh-huh, but they're right. both shows that we watched in early 2019. And next week, when it's my two picks, they're two shows that we watched in 2020. Well, so, isn't that fun? Although, and to we, be fair. Four of the shows were kind of a consensus, right? We we sort of only needed a few sure, sure, to, sure, 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 sure. To, but you know, you know, spearhead, yeah. But you still got to we still picked whoever was the the champion of those episodes, the one who's got the yes. most skin in the game. Austin had strong feelings this week, I think. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Austin's a <laughs> man. Oh, we got to bleep that. That's going to be bleep because that's secrets. giving away right. That's giving away what the show is before. You've given away. Now, secrets. what I will say. What I will say I can give away because it will not reveal what the shows are is that okay. both of these shows did feature uh, a, a spooky tomb prologue. Yeah, you're doing kind of a Halloween episode for us here really, on Jesus' yeah. birth month. It does feel that way, strangely. <laughs> um, but you know what? Uh, resurrection is spooky. Uh, yeah. That's that's Jesus related. Um, so I don't know. It sort of counts. But Look, the point is, we had some real fun today, and I can't wait to dive right in. I'm handing you the advent calendar, Austin. Okay, all right. I'm gonna pop open. Um, I'm gonna first. I'm gonna just like smell it a little bit. Just oh yeah. See if it's chocolate. Um, Ooh, is that is that the whiff of the '90s? I smell. Uh yeah, early '90s. I and I pop it open and. To fight Cybron and his evil Bioborgs, Jack Hollister becomes Sky Surfer 1, leader of the Sky Surfer Strike Force. Crazy stunts. Sliced ice. Air Enforcer. Sore Loser. Okay, you heard it. You heard it. Where were you? Uh, do you remember everybody when you uh, tuned into our show and we started telling you about how this is the one where you're gonna get two weeks of shows? And uh, guess what? You're here. You're here now. We're getting them. Uh, Austin has picked two for us. Yes. Um, we're snuggled up by the fireplace. We've got the calendar. Jesus is locked in the basement, <laughs> demanding to be free, but it is not Christmas. And he must be. He must wait. I'm not in a basement. <laughs> that, that wasn't what I was doing. He's slowly dropping Jesus hints on where he is concealed. Is it Jesus in a bottle? You've got to rub me the right way. Uh, no, no, oh, no. Jesus. Tell me about this fucking return to Sky Surfer hunk form. We came back to Sky, oh. Hever, Sky Surfer Hunk Form, Sky Surfer Strike Force, Sky Surfer One, <laughs> Sky Surfer Two, and uh, all their friends. Uh, <laughs> so. You mean sorry? You mean Sky Surfer One, Crazy Stunts, Slice Crazy Dice, Stunts, Slice Sore Dice, Loser, Air and Air Enforcer? Oh, <laughs> it's like coming home again. It is <laughs> Crazy Stunts. <laughs> Fuck me. I I I picked. Sky Surfer Strike Force, because uh, when I think about shows that are really good at abject nonsense and always kind of giving us something to talk about, Sky Surfer Strike Force was always there for us. And, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's so lovely. It, it, 
we we felt like we were done for Skyhunks, but I think there was still there was still some meat, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I think oh, we yeah. still felt I think we like just was... I think we were sated at the time, you know, you can only eat so much steak and Right. Yeah. Right. And now <laughs> we've had time to digest it. We've sat around for 20 minutes and Skies decided steak this for us. And decided we can have seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why don't you tell us what episode we watched today? We watched episode six, Cyber Magic. Uh, and if you want to know how it goes, let me tell you, because it goes, a mediocre magician is mutated into a Borg by Cybron. I love that dig in the synopsis. I love when synopsises have hot takes. <laughs> it's so funny. Mediocre like... magician. <laughs> uh, and now uh, he can cast spells. Um, uh, by Cybron, the magician is tricked into stealing a mystic mask. The all right, we're doing a little passive voice. I like it. Uh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> the strike force battles him to reclaim the mask, but Cybron claims it in battle and threatens to destroy the city with it. So, this episode, so picking these episodes was tough because one, Sky Surfer Strike Force doesn't have a lot of synopses published for all of their episodes and it's hard to get a hold of all their stuff and so it's possible there were sillier episodes out there that we haven't seen yet Mm -hmm. but uh i went with this one i was torn between another episode that wasn't quite as funny but it had a lot of dr five eyes which i think you'll remember (laughs) is rory's (laughs) number one sweetie (laughs) he has five austin (laughs) yeah He's he's got five eyes um, he's so he's Rory's number five, him, and it is his head. Yeah. <laughs> and it, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm kind of happy that you chose this one. I I can't speak for the other one. We did get a a hint of Doctor Five Eyes, just like mm-hmm. a dash, just a kiss. Uh, but this one, the <laughs> this fucking magician character, uh, he really added a lot to my experience. I think. <laughs> it did. I know. I saw that low rent, like close up magic magician Billy Ace. Um, his name is Billy Ace, mm-hmm. and he's he does just parlor magic, like show magic in a in a top hat and a big flared collar and a little, you know, shitty magician suit. Yeah, but crucially, he does it for patrons at a dive bar who really don't want to be watching magic. It seems like, <laughs> uh-huh. no. Uh, it's a bad gig with a bad person, and both him and the the patrons don't want to be there and are in outright hostility towards each other. Yeah, and those patrons are also all the members of the Sky Surfer Strike Force <laughs> and about two other people in the bar. Yeah. Uh. No, it's like the the best line of the episode is is right at the beginning. This uh this drunk patron is getting mad at at Billy Ace and Billy uh I don't know. He chucks a Billy chucks a bird, a dove at this drunk heckler, and the guy stands up. Such a funny use of magic. (laughs) Weaponized doves are going to come back (laughs) later in this episode, so take notice. But as the patron starts getting really pissed, Air Enforcer shows up and says, "As Shakespeare once said, if ye do not liketh the act, ye know the wayeth out." (laughs) And I. I don't think that's Shakespeare. I think, no, I think you'll find if you Google it. I think you'll definitely find evidence that he spoke that way. <laughs> Was that from As Ye Like It? Mm, no, it's yes. not from, it's not from the plays. That's just what he would walk around whispering to people. Who, <laughs> he let the play out. If you don't not not like the act, ye know the wayeth out. <laughs> 
Uh, we also have to jump back in time a moment because there was a little preamble. Like we mentioned, uh, the first of our uh, spooky tomb prologues mm. uh, for the night, uh, we have this like white explorer and his like Egyptian partner who are exploring, I guess, yeah. I guess a, a, a mummy's tomb. And the guy pulls the mask off and is like, cool, a mask. And then his friend is like, no, you must consult <laughs> the hieroglyphics. There's a curse on it. Before the power was the curse, beware the one who wears it first. Yeah, and so we, we learned very early on that there's a curse on a mask, and the mask does not become relevant for most of the episode. No, so but yeah, so about ten minutes after that happens, no mention, suddenly uh Billy Ace looks at like the the leaflet and he's like, Oh yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs> like <laughs> as if calling calling attention to the audience who also definitely forgot about their their over dramatic setup for about, a thing that uh, <laughs> About the Egyptian king Totema, the very real king Totema and his spooky mask. And his curse mask. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a really strange um, it's a strange way to set this episode up, because with a, a, a setup like that, you'd think it would be, you know, the entire uh-huh. episode and it would play into like, I don't know, the return of the pharaoh or something about the power. of the Yeah. Pharaoh. And, and it's really just set dressing that doesn't go anywhere. Uh, yeah. In terms of poor setups, that's one of them. There's a second, which mm-hmm. is that we find out that all the Sky Surfers are at this bar because Sore Loser's sister asked him to check up on this magician who I guess uses close-up magic to steal shit. And I guess maybe she wants them to kind of like scare him into not being a criminal anymore or something. Yeah, but like we never know. see Sore Loser's sister. And we no. never know why Billy Ace is important to his sister. <laughs> and her his sister comes up precisely twice at the beginning and at the very end. And as like a bow tie, as like a like, yeah. oh, yeah, my sister took care of that or whatever. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what? What the fuck? Anyway, yeah. So the important shit is that when they're at this bar, they get attacked by the by Cybron's bioborgs. And uh, in the process, Billy Ace is like, oh, villainy looks pretty dope and I want powers. And he hitches a ride with them back to Cybron's lair and sort of does an elevator pitch for like, what if I could be a Bioborg? And like, <laughs> that's why the episode happens. Yeah. And he he pitched his whole pitch to Cybron <laughs> is that he can do magic, which is not I mean, is technically true in the sense that he can do stage magic. But Cybron yes. seems to like fully believe it's hard. It's unclear exactly what Cybron takes from that. <laughs> okay, but we have to drop this line. It says, What makes you think you can succeed where my wargs have failed? Magic! Very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. Come on, Ron. Come on, Cybron. Because you can pull the scarf. You can pull out a scarf well. Like, what? <laughs> He can do those good doves, those good doves yeah, out of the place. Yes. So so he gets put in a big box and gets injected with biogas. And he returns as Abracon. Uh, the thick magician. <laughs> the, thick, the thick tan magician. So his only real visual change, other than against a, a nice thickening, is he's he's now tanned but not just tanned he has these like score marks on his hands and chest like he's been griddled like a breakfast sandwich 
It's li- I literally wrote down like he came out of a toaster oven. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so now we have, he's wearing the same outfit, the same dumb magician outfit, except he's thick and swole and tan like a piece of, tan like a waffle. <laughs> he, he does, yeah. He's got he's, he's got waffle coloration. <laughs> like he's been dipped in. He's like an egg like a <laughs> like he was a frozen waffle <laughs> at the start of the episode, and now he's uh, and now he's a nice crisp ego. Yeah, give, yeah. You give that uh, about a minute and a half under the broiler. Ooh, baby. <laughs> now it could do spells. like with my ego. <laughs> uh, um. So. Now his plan. So, like I mentioned before, he this Wait, is the part where. I'm sorry. Oh, do you remember that commercial? The yes, Lego Mayago commercial. Uh huh. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna do this right now? We were. <laughs> <laughs> we were until you got so fucking. You were such a jerk about it. You got so terse. <laughs> uh, because this is the um, no bit zone. act like you somebody stole your ego (laughs) so this is the part where they reintroduce the mummy mask and the um the wizard sorry you know billy (laughs) billy ace abracon wizard abracon yes yes um is like, oh, I'm gonna, I, you know, what's cool is that I just got this power, but what I want is more power. Right. I guess. So I need more sort of indescribable magic, which he can do now. Just, he can just do real magic. Yeah. Like all magic is real. He can portal himself. He can disappear into thin air. He can, you know, weaponize yeah, through, through the power of Borging. Right. Right. Um, and so he goes off to this, like, uh, museum showing of the mask and he grabs it and i don't know at that point yeah well the the, the strike force the strike force figured that that this fucking magician nerd would show up at a place where an egyptian mask would be I, i guess that's a logical leap you can make and so they've been there as well and so there's a showdown he uh he tries to to run off with the mask but he can't uh in this first attempt Instead, he does sort of like a Naruto shadow clone situation <laughs> and they, uh, you know, they attack him and he poofs uh, and the real one got away, but the fake one had the mask. And so they they, put, they bring the mask back. And at this point, he is desperate and calls sore loser on his car phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. And he tells yeah. him to meet at the top of Liberty, which I guess is supposed to be the top of stat- the Statue of Liberty, but it's it's kind of an odd way to like meet me at the top of Liberty. Like it doesn't seem like you'd talk about it enough to sort of it's, shorthand it's it. It's lived in world building, Andy. So oh, okay. it's, this <laughs> is how the people in this world sort of describe the Statue of Liberty. You know, it's NYC slang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> meet me at the top of Liberty. Uh. And yeah, it's obviously a trap, and he attacks Sore Loser with like fifty doves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like hanging off the face um, from the the crown viewing platform, um, and just in time is Sky Surfer One who comes in, and then he gets attacked by the elevator cables that have been made magic. And by the way, just as a side note, 
the Statue of Liberty does not have an elevator that goes all the way up to the top. No. So uh, that's wrong. Myth busted. <laughs> Myth busted, you fuckers. Um, respect our Lady Liberty and her elevator positioning. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's a bunch of nonsense here. Yeah. And ultimately, Abercon disappears, but we're we're left with Sore Loser just slowly getting it like pecked. <laughs> His fingers getting pecked by these terrible evil tubs that I guess have just r- been radicalized against the Sky Surfers. Because they're acting independently. It's fucking white nationalist doves. <laughs> no, it's it's ridiculous. And uh, it's not even worth talking too much in detail. But the, the end sequence results that Cybron gets a hold of the mask through some switcheroo situations. Yeah, it's and like an airfield. There's an airfield. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, there's a couple workers at the airfield going like, careful, this thing's worth more than our jobs, which is just a sad thing to have to say um, about, about a mask. It's like, maybe true, but like, that's that's awful to think. <laughs> this is worth yeah. the, my, more, more than my life. Um, <laughs> it, it does get, uh, at one point, the briefcase that the mask is in gets uh, grabbed by, uh, is it? Is it Crazy Stunts' like whip gun? Does he have a whip yes. pistol? Because <laughs> he's the, he's the cowboy one. Yes, he's the cowboy one. But but the, the I'm sure the violence mandates at the time um, <laughs> create some kind of whip shooting gun where just a long whip emerges from a pistol. <laughs> sort of grab whatever. That's very funny. It really, really is. Uh, but the best the best stuff here. Uh, Cybron gets the mask and back at his base, he's making, uh, sorry, Abracon. I don't want to call him Billy Ace anymore. His name is now Abracon. It's his bio name, his Borg name. <laughs> and he makes Abracon put the, put it on first. And he's like, ah, oh, so you, you fear the curse? Curse. That's an old wives tale. And he puts it on and he fucking just, his face explodes and he, gets he dies. gets a curse load to the face, my dude. <laughs> Cybron says, you should listen to old wives. He's <laughs> <laughs> got cursed, bitch. <laughs> Maybe you should listen to old wives. <laughs> I, I do like the idea that the curse can just go to some rube and, it, and then you can <laughs> just cool. wear it over your cyber face after with no consequences if you I just like- sort of had somebody else take it. No, I like the idea that Cybron has like a secret shadowy council of old wives he consults <laughs> <laughs> for all of his evil plans. Tell me your tales, Crones. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Well, so he he somehow puts this over his <coughs> plastic robot face, um, and it works like a regular mask. And he gets so so. Abracon just had indiscriminate magic power. And now Replicon, or sorry, not Replicon, who I will add, Replicon, his like gun face gets me every time. Yes, yes. we, uh, we, we, we skipped over. Gun. I was going to mention it later at the wrap up. We skipped over Replicon's little duel, which was pretty fun. He had the gun face and also uh, he turned his back into an arm to punch. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not every man can turn their back into an arm. 
Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I did mean to say Cybron, Cybron, Replicon, Abracon. God, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it sucks. Um, but Cybron, you just gotta remember Cyberron, remember? So, yeah, so Cyberron <laughs> gets more indiscriminate magic powers and can just do it, I guess, better. I guess they're a little better. Well, okay, he says he can basically do anything now. He says, My power is only limited by the imagination. And then Cyberron's imagination makes a big cat and a normal snake. <laughs> a fire-breathing giant cat. <laughs> okay, but it's still just a big black cat and a normal snake. So Cyberron needs to work a bit on his imagination powers because I feel like maybe this mask should be in someone better's hands. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. The fact that what like incredible horrors will you create? And it's just like a cat. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know. It, it just it it resolves. Sky yeah. Surfer one defeats him and yeah, destroys he uses the remote mask. powered flying jet ski and yeah knocks the mask off and yeah. Uh, the real question is whether or not Billy Ace died at the end. Yeah, they do. Yeah, there is the death. I also want to mention in case there's something I'm missing about this that I found funny. Uh, so they go. Uh, Cyberon uh, challenges Sky Surfer One to a duel uh, in an old in an old Western town, an old ghost. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and that and that's kind of that's the final set piece of the episode. Uh, why he does that and why an old ghost town are completely unexplained, but we get there. <laughs> um, and then the camera pans by a shop called the Lednard, and <laughs> that is also completely unaddressed. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. What is God. a lead? No, is that any? It's nothing, right? I googled it, but I didn't I come up with anything. So. I, you, you, you guys didn't to... have a, a neighborhood lead nard. <laughs> I say, yeah, we had a we had a farrier and a and a and a you know lead nard <laughs> during uh, when it was panning the first time I was watching it. I thought it said Leonard. Uh, which doesn't make more sense, but at least is no. a, a name. It might be as a really uh, a funny guy named Leonard who wanted to advertise where he <laughs> lives. A big name. But the <laughs> so the final like the coda we're left with is where the Sky Surfers say, "Man, I wonder about Billy Ace. I wonder if the curse had any effect on him." And they say the curse, it was a killer. So, yeah, which okay. com- combined with the shot where we saw him definitely die three minutes ago in the episode. And then we say, the curse, it was a killer. As a joke. And then we cut to a shot of Billy still alive and performing to more barcrats who hate him. And I have to wonder if that was a studio note. Like the whole episode seems to imply that he died until the last little shot. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they were like, that's too much of a downer. Let's let's say that was a joke <laughs> of some kind. Well, we don't have time to record new dialogue or anything. Yeah, well, figure it out. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, a I don't, problem. Yeah. So I don't know. It it definitely it definitely reads really strange. Like I was I was surprised and not in a good way when we he was shown alive because I was so absolutely certain that they just made a joke about how stone cold dead he is. (laughs) Hey Austin. Yeah, Andy. 
Uh, I've got a I've got a really 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 neat new ad. We're we're getting kind of a very high profile announcement here on our podcast exclusively, and I would love for you to do it for us. Can yeah, you do I'm it? incredibly excited to do this. Yeah, because they just announced the new Star Wars movie, and it's Star Wars Episode Ten: A Dracula's Kiss. Yeah, yeah, you've heard it here first. This is the exclusive. We got the exclusive on this, and you guys. Uh, Star Wars Episode Ten of Dracula's Kiss, um, unprecedented in many ways. Um, yeah. But but look, here's the deal. So, J.J. Abrams, he's back. <laughs> um, he's bringing us he's bringing us another one. Um, un here's the thing. So, Disney didn't necessarily give him the the blessing. Like Disney doesn't oh. actually know yet. Oh, okay. Uh, so JJ is kind of doing, you know, he's always been about like guerrilla filmmaking and kind of like trying to get back to that like Super 8, you know, just yeah. make the film, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, make the film kind of roots like like Spielberg. Um, Do you think this is a Cloverfield the, flick, flick? Well, no, no, you idiot. This is different. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> so what Abrams is doing is he is just making Star Wars Episode 10 of Draco's Kiss uh, without... Disney knowing because once he starts and once they kind of see what he's doing, they'll get it. So yeah. it's a Deadpool he, situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So That's start ballsy. doing it, and then yeah, it's really ballsy, but nothing, nothing um, but the best for for J.J. Abrams, the uh, the filmmaker who gave us the incredible uh, return of Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he put, all he put his... the plane on that island. Remember yeah, that one? he did yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. I can't. I can't really. You know the way he's super tight-lipped about spoilers, so I don't want to go too much into the, you know, what the Draco's Kiss could refer to. Sure. Um, sure. And with the Star Wars universe, you know, it's sort of hard to say. But we do have confirmation that Christopher Lee, who is Count mm-hmm. Dooku, is mm-hmm. returning from the grave as Thank Dracula. You, is returning as as the Count. Oh. <laughs> um, and so we we are speculating that there might be some sort of connection to uh, him kissing me. Didn't he? Um, didn't he actually sorry, play that was Dracula? Just, he did. He did play yeah, Count he Dracula. Did. He's known for Hammer horror films and playing Dracula. So you know, it's kind of all sort of tongue in cheek reference, I think, to Christopher Lee's uh, past of playing Dracula. So that's incredible. I'm so excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, JJ, uh, you know, I'm excited to share your secret and it's coming out whether Disney wants it or not, they might sue and might tank the whole thing, but I think they're going to like what they see because in it, I do get to kiss. I get to kiss, uh, (laughs) kiss Dracula. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's going to be really fun for everybody. Uh, he'll kiss you right through the the screen. I'm sorry, Austin. It's not going to just be you, but, uh. No, we'll see. Mm, that's not what JJ <laughs> told me. Oh, <laughs> what JJ said. And Thanks, the, Austin. There is the third of the Dracula series completed. <laughs> A Dracula cycle. Rory, can you present Austin with the calendar? Uh, yeah, I am, and I have taken it into my two hands. Good. Uh, yes. Now the calendar is in my hands, and I'm good. reaching slowly I'm to Austin. Good, 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 good. <laughs> and yes, you Austin have to lubricate. Goes. I pass it over. I pass it over Andy's leering eye, mm-hmm. and and Austin has been given the advent calendar. <laughs> okay, I've got it. I tear off the square, and what do I get? 
Oh, here it is. Dedicated to fighting evil while weaving her web of justice, it's Spider-Woman. That's right. It's 1979 Spider-Woman cartoon. We're back for reasons unknown only to Austin, but <laughs> god damn it, I'm not upset that we did this. No, I'm not at all. I'm so pleased as punch. Um I'm uh, so happy that we found yet another uh gooftastic Spider-Woman episode. We covered Spider-Woman way back in the day for our mummy special for our too many mummies special where spider-woman the first episode has some real mummy carnage in it and (laughs) uh that episode was just fucking nanner pudding from (laughs) tip to toe nanner pudding yeah um and involving like a strange like web that uh, like an anti-mummy laser web that (laughs) (laughs) just it was oh my god absolute lunacy and mm-hmm. we are back. We're back with Spider-Woman episode 10, Dracula's Revenge. <laughs> so here's so here's a good little synopsis for you. The world's population are threatened with being turned into vampires, werewolves, and Frankenstein's monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Woman discovers Dracula's behind it. Of course he is. And uh, there is a point, and and we'll we'll come across it and see if you can identify it. But there was a moment about two thirds into this episode that I knew a hundred percent that we had to pick this, we had to do this episode. So mm. I was kind of watching them to, to a few of them to test them out. Okay. And there was just there was a point when I just didn't have to watch anything else, and I just knew we had to we had to bring this. So <laughs> okay. um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that I know exactly which one it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I have I'll, a I'll, guess. I'll, <laughs> I'll reveal that. I'll reveal yeah. that. What's your guess, Rory? Uh, is it when she becomes a Spider-Woman Dracula werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, not quite. No, it was, it was, it was after that. Um, but uh, it was, this episode is so full of incredible moments. Uh, fuck. So good. Yeah. So Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, uh, in the cartoon incarnation, she, I guess, works for like a magazine or she's like a reporter of some kind. because Yeah, the you know, Justice Journal, I think, something yeah, like that. Yeah, they always want them to be reporters, I guess. Uh, gives It's like an easy shorthand for reasons why they know things. Uh, and she's got a, correct me if I'm wrong, this seems like a brother and a nephew that hangs it around is, with her. Jeff is her co-worker, I think. Okay, it's but why possible did... Possible okay, romantic so, interest. Okay, so Billy calls her Aunt Jessica, even uh-huh. though maybe her, his dad and, and Aunt Jessica might fuck? <laughs> no, that's not his dad. Jeff is what? not Billy's dad. Then why is Billy with Jeff? They just hang Billy, out together. Just they all Billy's, just hang out. Billy's a tiny boy. I know. Yeah. They're no, they're just friends. all buds. Yeah. <laughs> what? <but laughs> they're buds. And and Jessica and Jeff hang out at the, work at the newspaper together. <laughs> and they and, found a boy? And, and, and then her just, cousin also just sort of tags along. Because he's precocious. I just... <laughs> Wait a minute. Is Billy, is Billy her cousin? Is that what you said? Yeah. Billy's her nephew. Sorry. Wait a minute. So he... You're telling me, you're telling me that he's really her nephew, but that Jeff her, is just a friend? Her nephew Jeff is has just a friend. 
her nephew's got an adult best friend, and I don't know why that's <laughs> <such a big laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, if I remember the other this episode is, I've seen before, this I'm pretty is sure what? that Jeff this is, is just fucking wild to me. These relationships do not read well on the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the other the other troubling issue is that this entire series is just Jessica Drew gaslighting her friends and family members um, <laughs> yeah, because the she's still the masquerade that she has going on is so under is like it's completely unexplained. Mm-hmm. Like she leads and actively them actively hampering her yeah, job, yeah. like both yeah. jobs. Yeah, uh, she leads like, on this wild goose chase, kind of for no reason, only to sort of keep the illusion alive that she's not Spider Woman. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah, it's completely maddening, maddening because the entire and this happened before in the first episode we watched, where Jessica, in order to keep up the fantasy that she is not <laughs> Spider Woman, she <laughs> jumps out, she like jumps out of a helicopter and tell and convincing. Jeff that's and, right. yeah, that's right. and, and oh Billy God. that she has died She's just got because a she needs to sort of fly and get off somewhere else as Spider-Woman. Like, this is insane, <laughs> Jessica. Tell them. Tell them your secret. Or it just doesn't don't bring matter. them on missions. Yes. Okay, yeah. So this is this is unconscionable to me. So let, let's give a teeny bit of framing context. context. She yes. is trying to see a movie with her two with, – with her nephew and his adult man friend <laughs> – <laughs> that she's interested in, I guess. Uh, and so she has, she, like, first of all, she's in Transylvania or Romania or whatever we want to call it. Uh, Gramania, I believe. Oh, God, they do say Gramania, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Fuck me. So she's in Gramania. Uh, two Transyl- two sorry, two Gramanians have broken into Dracula's crypt for no mm-hmm. reason. In the prologue, in another spooky tomb prologue. Yes, uh, Vic- <laughs> their names are Victor and Gustav, and apparently they're the first people with the bright idea to break into Dracula's tomb, mm-hmm. uh, which is perfectly just nice, incredibly obviously labeled and untouched in 1979. Also, I do want to jump right back to, uh, this will be for your other podcast for Infinite Backlog, <laughs> but uh, we have seen before Marvel's, uh, like early Marvel's confusion of like the romania transylvania area with germany right and yes. just kind oh, of yeah. deciding it's germany uh-huh. and it's decidedly not <laughs> yeah so we have victor and gustav <laughs> fucking um, a and so yeah yeah th- they yeah. their their discovery so what's so funny is they discover a tomb that is clearly in all caps labeled dracula uh-huh. and they act like this is like the first time it's ever been discovered and they're going to earn millions by charging people to come see the tomb of Dracula, which, again, is clearly labeled. And they go inside <laughs> and the tomb is just sitting there and like, shit, all right, well, he's he's here. Uh, and they free him and he says he's been he's now he's been trapped for 500 years. Yeah. Um, hang on to that number because I'll have some questions about that after. Okay. Perfect. That sounds great. Uh, yeah, Jessica Drew is here for somehow, for some reason. I don't know mm-hmm. how she got the memo to be here. It's just, so, it's just the show. It's, you know, yeah. it's, it's absolute cartoon logic. For some reason, Spider-Woman is already at the tomb hanging out. And, uh. <laughs> yeah, at the hidden tomb of Dracula. <laughs> yeah. I think she has some kind of telepathy. I, she, yeah, gets, there, she gets these visions of. Her form of spider oh, sense she, she seems does have, like a prophecy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right, that's right. So she like sees Dracula come back and then is like, oh, you know what? You know what time it is? I got to meet up with with people to go see a movie. 
even though that's a horrible idea because Dracula's loose, she goes into right. the movie and gets like 10 minutes into the movie and goes, man, I really shouldn't be here because Dracula's loose. I guess I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> fucking runs out of the movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dracula wasn't like subdued in any way. He's just off doing. He's just off lasering people. That dreaded Dracula's at it again. <laughs> Dang Dracula. <laughs> Uh, there is a there is a wild, harsh cut to Dr. Van Helsing having a dinner party and one of his dinner guests, seemingly apropos of nothing, in casual conversation, <laughs> says this whole sentence. But Dr. Van Helsing, aren't you afraid of the curse Count Dracula put on your family when he was entombed 500 years ago? <laughs> and he's like, nah, dog. No, not yeah, at it, all. It was, and then Dracula's there. Yeah, it was yeah. fine 499 years ago, and it will continue being fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for the 800th time, I answer this every day as, as we sit here in this castle and have dinner parties and my generations of family members before me. Everything's chill, you guys. It's cool that we're still living in Dracula's castle, and he's not going to come back. But yeah. of course, Dracula returns, and God, they're just squatting in his house. <laughs> yeah, they are. they are just living like hedonists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean. uh, I think I think it's at this point that we have to talk about the beams. Yes, um, oh, yeah. We the gotta talk about the beam presently. form. Well, the werewolf beams or the vampire beams, oh. or just well, the vampire Jones beams first. Beams. Yeah. First, we yeah. have the the vampire beams. So apparently, we aren't going to be allowed to show people biting other people in this 1979 cartoon. So Dracula turns people by beaming them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He uses <laughs> hand lasers. Um. <laughs> yeah. So as Dracula goes off, now he's gotten some other vampire friends that are. Um, at the, that we're at your dinner party, he's he's going off to go find a wolf man. But in the meantime, Jessica is comes back to the movie, and I yeah. just want to say, so <laughs> this is this is weird to me. But the movie they're watching is called Alien Spider, <laughs> and the show came out in seventy nine or eighty, depending on their release schedule. And there's no way this wasn't a reference to Ridley Scott's Alien, right? And right. it's. It's really weird to see those two things referencing like each other. Yeah. Because this show feels ancient. And, yes. and Alien feels so modern, like so ahead of its time. And this show does not feel like it came out. And this feels like closer to Speed Racer than it does Scooby Doo. Like this it, feels like mm-hmm. older than Scooby Doo. Because it's yeah, for sure. really poorly made. Uh huh. And I think Billy <laughs> even directly references the like chest bursting scene. Yeah, totally. Totally yeah. does. Yeah. And it, yeah. So I don't know. It's just like a weird, it's weird <laughs> to see. It's, it's like, it's like having singing in the rain talk about like streaming Fortnite or something. It's just yeah. like these two things shouldn't belong together chronologically. Yeah. Fortnite's way too cool. <laughs> Fortnite's so cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it is at this point that she, knowing the dangers, knowing that Dracula can turn you into a Dracula with a, with a laser gun from his hand. She decides that her nephew and man friend need to be within harm's reach, uh, oh. uh, which is a phrase that I guess I just made up <laughs> on, on accident. And she takes them to <laughs> Romania. Uh, I don't know why she would do this. Tell just me why she sort would of, do this. Just to go back to the the tomb, the scene of the crime. She could um, go on her own. She, she could, could go on her go. own. 
Also, she knows she's going to have to turn back into Spider-Woman at some point. Like, she's yeah. just in her civvies, like, and immediately putting herself into more trouble. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> if if they were, like, pressuring her, it'd be like, come on, take us with you, please. Take us with you, Jessica. You never yeah. go let us do anything fun. Like, all right, fine. But no, she just volunteers it. I think she wants to hang out with Jeff, and uh, she <laughs> she brings her nephew along, and then is like, hey, why don't you invite your adult best friend? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck fuck um yeah. but it's also odd when they get to the to dracula's tomb and it's got you know a dracula shaped hole in the wall and uh, <laughs> and uh she wants to go explore and they're like hold on toots no way jessica it's far too dangerous for a woman to go crawling around in a crypt a billy and i will do it me and my Child, my child companion shall enter. <laughs> Me and the boy yeah. will go. It's like it's like T minus twenty seconds when they land and when they get wolfmanned. Yeah, because then they immediately get wolfmanned. These two civilians, the Dracula's tomb has now become full of freshly turned wolfmen. Yes, because they Dracula all shoot beams. Because Dracula has gone out somewhere to I don't know the bayou. Or something, and dug up a coffin that has a very handsome wolfman mm-hmm. in it. Some kind of 1950s Frank Sinatra wolfman <laughs> in like a yeah. powder blue, like 50s evening jacket. Yeah, Teen Wolf, this is not. No. And for some reason, you know, and of course he gets exposed to the to the moon and then he, he transforms. But like 500 years, Dracula's been was friends with this guy 500 years ago and and they're all in like they're all in like blazers yeah (laughs) yeah why yeah why (laughs) um yes so he's he's wolf he's gotten the wolf man they wolf people up and the wolf men wolf up billy and jeff and now jessica's like ah shit oh well (laughs) (laughs) damn and now now Dracula needs to find the third member of their evil threesome, and they dig up Frankenstein's monster. And if you thought Dracula beaming people to turn them into Draculas, or Wolfman beaming people to turn them into (laughs) Wolfman is ridiculous, Frankenstein's monster's little neck bolts glow, and they shoot beams, and Frankenstein's monster turns people into Frankenstein's (laughs) monsters. This is the moment. This is what made you choose the episode. This is Austin. what made me choose the episode was the idea that he uses neck bolt lasers to turn people into Frankenstein's. <laughs> and that's when I knew. Um, fuck. It's so goddamn silly. And on top of that, just before this, Jessica has been double zapped by the werewolf's eye beams and Dracula's hand beams. And she's become a combination werewolf dragon. <laughs> And in the meantime, she's, like, trying to fight the curse. And so she's like, ah, oh, must resist. Just drop it. They're like, we have to drop. We have to clip drop. There's an evil force growing in me. I've got to resist it. Must figure a way to get back to normal. I mean, I think it's a, an acting choice. I don't know. What's amazing to me about the way that it's delivered, though, is that her normal voice is completely unaffected. It's she's so like, normal. She just says, <laughs> oh, yeah, growl well, text. this sucks. I I'm going to have to go <laughs> find a lab so that I can <laughs> turn myself back into a normal fucking spider woman, I guess. So uh, it's fucking wild. But she's furry now. 
Right, yes. right. But she does find an abandoned Cremania research lab, I guess, downtown, <laughs> and is able to get in there with some tubes and and vials. Do some potion <laughs> stuff. Do some you, potions. You know, you know how reporters know all about potions and stuff, right? <laughs> she could do some quick potion, which I believe <laughs> in the mummy episode, people were getting turned into mummies and like partial mummy sickness and then they did <laughs> potions to reverse the mummy sickness in, in, in total fairness uh, having having been reading some of the early spider-man stuff spider-man's also a fan of doing potions right yeah right. yeah but spider-man at least has is a, a science the, boy yeah he's a he's science a nerd in potions yeah <laughs> <laughs> And and this is just a totally different like character background than Jessica has in the comics too. So like the in the fiction they've created for this cartoon, I mean anything is fair game, I guess. But it still doesn't make much sense that she can just have all of this deft potion skill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jessica now has to hit the books because she's got to learn more <sighs> about about these three ghouls, about these three ghoulies, um, yeah. in order to grab them. Yeah, and- so she she goes to the library and reads the public domain stories these characters are based on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then she reads them all. I was like, all right, well, that's it. That's what I need to know. Got it. And yeah, these, these that, three things are are incredible. <laughs> because of that, so now one by one, she goes and she finds Frankenstein and she hits him with a a, a beam of magic to his neck bolts, and that. <laughs> Makes it's, him want to go home. It, it sucks out the <laughs> lightning that brought him to life in the in the beginning. Oh right? yeah. So yeah. it sucks out his his like life lightning, and he's like, fuck it. And he he looks tired and walks all the way back to his fucking coffin. Yeah, and she sleeps gi- in she it. gives him you know seasonal f- <laughs> seasonal. <laughs> f- <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Might as and, well just go to bed. So it's, it happens to all three of them. It's, it does. Yes. It's incredible. Yes. Wolfman. Wolfman this, just runs off with no dialogue. <laughs> just yeah. bounces. The way that she stops Wolfman is another just incredibly like uh, three-course no, meal is, kind is, of this line. Is, this, is a, this, is a, this is a well-established part of Jessica Drew is that she can cause spider eclipses. Right. <laughs> In which case, all I have to do is create a spider eclipse. <laughs> and then she does it. And we don't really know what even... What she did? <laughs> no, it looks like a dark cloud. Did she summon flying spiders to to get in front of the moon? It is so unclear what happened. I, yeah, against the whole moon enough to <laughs> to transform the Frankens the the the, the Wolfman back into Frank Sinatra, and then he just kind of looks sad and yeah, goes back to his swamp <laughs> coffin. <laughs> So he goes home. So now one by one, he's, she's just making them all go home. Go home. <laughs> then, then, yeah, for Dracula, she she finds Dracula also with the still wolfmaned Billy and, and Jeff. Which doesn't which make sense, I, but okay. Doesn't also doesn't make sense that they're still. Um, but Everyone else went back to normal when Wolfman went to bed. Yeah, but but I guess Billy and Jeff are still, are still Wolfman. Um, <laughs> and, and then she throws, she shoots her, her. Her venom blast. So we, we established blast? earlier in the episode that her venom blasts create a type of light that freaks out the the va- vampire Dracula. Um, and so she venom blasts a windmill and sort of <laughs> fucking makes the windmill spin and produce a lot of light. And he's like, ah, 
guess I'll go home too. Yeah, he just decides <laughs> to go home. He goes back through the the whole the Dracula sized hole in his crypt and climbs back inside his coffin. And then I guess he's done. He's just done. They don't even like brick up the coffin. They don't. No. <laughs> no. No. It's fine. Fuck. I guess it's fine. I guess. And uh, and yeah, then when she she turns back into normal Jessica and Billy and Jeff are there and they don't remember what happened, she's like, I guess you were right, Jeff. There's no such thing as vampires. Come on, let's go home. Yeah. Fuck, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> this was this was so good. This was so this was so good. This was so much fun. Look, um. I, I think we I think we did these within each episode last time, but I do want to want to cover a little bit like how we felt watching these shows again. Yeah. Like if we learned anything like from the last time to the first time. So how do we feel about Sky Surfer uh, coming back to it? It's just I, as dumb as I remember. I had a lot of fun rewatching it. I, I love their I love their Sailor Moon transformations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love their willingness to uh, never follow any sort of logic with uh, uh, the the show has some sense of eternal logic, but what it doesn't, the sets never make any sense. They go to locations that are just, just they're not, they're not even wild. They're not interesting. They're just like, yeah. Well, Uh, well, okay. Okay. One of them was interesting. They're going to fight in a ghost town. Do you remember (laughs) that time when we saved the president's train? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I don't mean they're not interesting like that. What I mean is they're not like if you're gonna just invent something, some any location is, is not bound by the confines of time and space. Why not go yeah. to Mars? Why? Yeah, <laughs> sure, like, sure. <laughs> so it's actually funny when I was looking for episodes to pick, um, and I had to kind of since we didn't have good synopses, and I had to kind of go into what available episodes were up on YouTube to, mm, to take mm-hmm. a look. Um, I actually wasn't that impressed by a lot of the ones I watched through. Um, mm. This was kind of one of the better ones I found. And I think through that process, I, I was able to realize that like we probably shouldn't come back to this mm-hmm. because Fair I enough. think we've tapped out kind of what's available of Sky Surfer Strike Force that's worth watching. Okay. Uh, they There was like one about space and about time travel and both of them I thought would be really great. And as I sort of tab through them, really squandered potential there. Which huh. is unfortunate. Yeah. I really thought they'd be sillier, but uh, well, maybe no. we lucked out in the because I think we watched four episodes for Skyhunks. Um, yeah, I think so. So, so maybe we kind of lucked out. Yeah, but. I think so. I think there 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 is a, a fair amount of these bland Stanleys that that uh, we've skipped around. Yeah, I I well, liked enough. coming back, but I I'm not I'm not sad to see it go. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think we. Yeah, we've. I think this is a good sort of final. A final look at Sky Surfer. Jessica Drew, though Spider Woman, Spider Woman is kind of a potent flavor. I I could see myself definitely coming back for another bite, but I don't know how long I need to wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I need some recovery time, but yes, I would love <laughs> to come back eventually. Yeah, I love yeah. I love how bad I love how bad it is. There's there's like a there's a type of bad that kind of is freeing, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like anything could happen. Anything can happen in Spider-Woman. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I think that is true of a lot of these late 70s, early 80s shows like Ulysses and uh, uh-huh. Spartacus, too. Um, like, I feel like once you get to mid 80s, there's a certain normalcy takes over. 
that like you just can't nobody will do a a, a spider eclipse well, in so say yeah. dinosaurs right so much yeah. of the show's like creative <clears throat> uh process is bound by the attempt to recycle assets as much as possible and reduce animation cuts uh-huh. right yeah and so and so it's a different puzzle that's being solved they're not you know the the, the script seemingly would have to be written after because you mm-hmm. wouldn't, you know, I would guess maybe not. I, I, I don't know the well, process, but at the very it, least, uh, this was sort of the, the Hanna-Barbera style at the time. The, uh, that Scooby-Doo style was all about cheap, cheap yep. shit. So they could get it on TV because animation yeah. wasn't outsourced at that time. And they had to produce stuff and it costs a lot of money. And so using these, like, we think of those uh, cell backgrounds in Scooby-Doo where you can clearly see the secret trap door because it's a little yeah. lighter. Like, it's that kind of cost-saving stuff that they, that Hannah and Barbara pioneered. And so we see a lot of that here in, in Spider-Woman, too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong that this was, like, about saving cash and not really doing anything too exciting it's a it's a puzzle and weird shit comes from people trying to fit these parts together that doesn't happen in a more streamlined process Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sure yeah and i i like this show uh i think it's 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 definitely like a, a a bigger swing uh when you when you look at something like the the fantastic four i've never watched a full episode of the fantastic four show from the 60s but they are they are both saving way more money and kind of being a little too like slavishly uh, uh, accurate to the comics. It's basically they're doing Fantastic Four comics and it's like as few frames a second as they can fucking manage. <laughs> it's like, you know, very little moving on screen. If we can get them standing still, that's dope. Uh, so it is it is kind of fun to see something in the middle, you know, before right. a sky surfer happens where there's just like constant set pieces and craziness, but like, we're still clearly, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a fun, it's a fun middle zone to be. I just don't like the content as much. Totally. Um, I just, I just can't believe we got, we got werewolf eye lasers and Frankenstein neck bolt beams that turn people (laughs) to Frankensteins. That's nuts. That's so nuts. And I can't believe we watched that on a television show. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think, um, you know, I think Jesus is pleased. I think, yeah. You know what else is nuts is, is the miracle of, of his birth. (laughs) And, uh, we still have a couple weeks. So Andy, uh, hope you, you still got your uh, juice boxes and you're still kind of packed in there. I should have uh, enough air. The air seems kind of nice, a little stale, but I may, maybe a couple more weeks. Okay. Well, Jesus doesn't talk yet. So, <laughs> uh, hang in there Fuck. and, uh, uh, Jesus definitely doesn't swear. It doesn't say the curse word either. Let, so let Jesus say fuck. <laughs> you heard it first. Let Jesus say fuck. Um, <laughs> we are uh, excited to keep this, uh, keep this advent calendar content going. Uh, next week, we're going to have Andy emerge, I guess, and give his picks. Uh, and we're going to watch his stuff and, uh, and just keep on rolling with this Christmas energy because we love it so much. And, uh, I think we're going to have to, as Jesus says, see you next Tuesday.